in Charlottesville, Virginia today where the Sooner baseball team opens NCAA tournament play tomorrow night. Today, day one of the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City. But we're talking golf right now as we welcome in the head coach of the OU men's golf program, friend of the show, Ryan Hibble. Good morning, coach. Good morning, Toby. How you doing? I'm good. How are you today, sir? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm uh, settling in. We had a early departure out in Arizona so that's never uh the best the best thing in the world but uh got on home and uh already gearing up for summertime Florida Gators your national champion this year that was a heck of a championship match yesterday against uh Georgia Tech any any thoughts on uh Florida winning at all coach Well I mean they're they've been really good all year long they've got four seniors uh, so very old uh, old squad, super talented. I can remember when they all came in together. I want to say that was a 2019 class. And, um, you know, I would say just because J.C. Deacon, the head coach there, is a good friend of mine, he would tell you the same thing. They've probably underachieved a little bit during during their time there. But the last year and a half or so, they've been playing great golf. And they're for sure one of the best teams in the country this year. So not surprising. Um, I was, I was kind of, you know, deep down rooting for my – Good old friend uh, Bruce Hepler, who's the head golf coach at Georgia Tech. He uh, recruited me re- really hard back when I was a, a youngster, and and uh, he's he's never gotten one. So I was I was rooting for him. He's been doing this for almost thirty years now. But uh, it was a great match, and and uh, Greyhawk was, you know, kind of the winner again. It's a it's a really fun golf course to get around with a, a group of college guys. Boy, I was shocked by that 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 Georgia Tech with all the great PGA golfers that they've churned out, has never won a national championship. You know, I mean, it's just such a, it's a, such a tough trophy to go win. And, uh, you know, especially in today's world, uh, you know, back before match play, I would say if you were one of the best teams, your odds were a lot higher to go win. And, and now with match play, if you get in that final eight, it's, it's anybody's ball game. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your chips just have to fall, you know, just right. And, uh, you know, they haven't probably been there quite enough during the match play era, but uh, they certainly were for the probably 20 to 30 years before that. And, uh, you know, it's – but it's it, it, it's a crapshoot. It really is. Come down the stretch like that, and, and they had a chance to win yesterday. A couple of holes didn't go their way, and before you know it, you look up, and, and Florida almost looks like they kind of dominated, and they really didn't. It could have gone – Georgia Tech's way with about three holes to go. 
Well, you mentioned uh, coming home before you had hoped to from Arizona. Just missed uh, the the cut after round three there. What's your assessment of, of how your guys played? Well, we just we didn't we didn't have a very good golf game uh, this past week. Too many big numbers. Um, we made doubles and triples all over the place. We hit too many balls in the desert. Um, we made mountains out of molehills kind of all week long. So, uh, and and to be honest with you, I saw a little bit of it at at Jimmy Austin here. At, you know, whenever we hosted regionals, uh, we played so good up at, up at Prairie Dunes at the Big Twelve Championship and. A couple of weeks, a couple of weeks later, after that, uh, when we hosted, we weren't super sharp here at home. Uh, kind of carried over a little bit. Uh, we just, we just weren't weren't great. Um, uh, Drew Goodman, I, lo- I loved what I saw out of him uh, this past week. Jay Summy, our true freshman, he did a great job as well. But we just didn't quite have enough firepower from uh, some of our guys that have been leading us this year, like Patrick Welch, uh, Ben Ben Lorenz. Um, they just didn't quite have their games, and and uh, when when you go out to the national championship, you got to kind of have everybody cooking, and uh, we 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 certainly didn't. I assume you were. I'm always intrigued because when you're on the course, it's not like it is when you're watching on television necessarily. But how tight it was coming down the stretch there of making the cut or not? Yeah, it was. It was certainly tight. Um, you know, it, you know, for me as as a coach, obviously we're thinking about what's going on in the present moment. But our our issues kind of started the first the first day, you know, and and it's a constant build up. Uh, those first two rounds, we just did some very poor things and put us behind the eight ball. Uh, otherwise, it wouldn't have probably been close, in my opinion. We would have been in a, a fine spot going into the fourth round, uh, but we didn't do our job in those first couple days. Uh, you know, coming down the stretch, so our guys dug in, and like they always do, uh, we actually made three birdies on the last hole, which was the ninth hole, and, and those were great birdies. And, and uh, you know, we had a chance, but ultimately we just did too many just bad bad mistakes throughout the week, and um, you know, bad coaching, and and uh, just it wasn't it just wasn't good enough at the end of the day, and and it happens. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, you know, it's. It always stinks for us when you when the journey kind of ends. We worked so hard and so long yeah. for ten months, right? And for me, I just don't ever want my guys' journeys to end, and 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 it did. And uh, so you come up a little empty feeling, and, and you know we have to refocus and and say our goodbyes to everybody, and and then it's on to the next year. You know, if Brent Venable's team doesn't play very well in the first half he can go in and peel some paint at halftime and try to, you know, kick him into gear. That, that, does that work for a golf coach? You ever uh, you have a bad round and sit him down and read him the riot act, or does that even work in golf? <laughs> it, it depends. Uh, uh, some of my former teams would probably say yes. You know, by my former guys, they think I've gotten softer in my older age. So, uh, uh, But, but no, I mean, it just kind of depends on the team and, and – uh, uh, personality, uh, you know, of each team is so uniquely different. And, um, you know, me trying to push their buttons, you know, the right way is w- what we kind of work on all year long. And But but still, golf is an interesting one because, you know, we want our <laughs> – I need my guys to be as confident as possible about what's going on. And we're trying to, re- you know, re- relieve the stress as much as we possibly can. They already know what's at stake, right? They already know, you know, what's going on for the most part. So 
uh, it's not like their intentionality, um, you know, their you know ownership of their game isn't where it needs to be. It's just really more of an execution, you know, piece, and and uh, we just weren't very good there this past week. The other thing that was odd about the last couple of days is there were no Big Twelve teams in the final eight this year, and we're so used to seeing. You guys in Texas and Oklahoma State and even Baylor's been up there a couple of times. and Just a down year in the conference, do you feel like, or, or a bad week? A, probably a little bit of a mixture of both, but, you know, because Texas Tech was one of the best teams in the country yeah. all year. I mean, I, I would argue that, you know, whenever we were playing well, we were one of those teams as well. Texas, um, super talented but very young and going out to Greyhawk with a young team is, is just puts you a little bit behind. Um, it takes a lot of maturity to play that golf course. And, um, uh, you know, Oklahoma state maybe was a little bit down this year, but I mean, overall, I mean, I, I still believe in our conference. We we've averaged about three teams a year in that final eight for the last, you know, eight or 10 years. So, I don't really think that our conference was down. I just feel like we didn't all, you know, maybe play at the our best at the, at the right time. All right, so going forward, only Patrick Welch graduates, right? Every, everybody else back? Do I, do I have that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Turner Hosh, uh, who didn't play very much for us the last couple of years, he graduated as well. But uh, yeah, from that that squad that just played, Patrick was the the only guy that's moving on. I mean. You know, that's encouraging, I would think, for the future. And, and you mentioned uh, uh, Jay Summy, a true freshman, to get this type of experience on this stage for him or, or your sophomores. Got to be uh, tremendously encouraging, I would think, going forward now. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the future is certainly bright, and, and that's what we're always working on is making sure that we're, you know, moving ahead, m- moving forward with the program. We've got some, some great young players coming in here next year that will be uh, vying for some playing time very quickly with a mixture of old, older guys that have kind of been doing this for a while now. So we're going to have um, some really good experience next year. Drew Goodman will be leading that charge, and Ben Lorenz, Stephen Campbell, Jackson Dow, all these guys have kind of been around. You know, Then you're going to have a, a, a sophomore, Jay Summy, and, and Matthew Troutman, who played for us this year. And then you got the freshman class of Ryder Cowan, who's a local Oklahoma kid. And PJ Maybank, who's uh, one of the better junior golfers in the country, too, coming in. So it's it's going to be fun next year to see you know where we stack up, and we got a long ways to go before we get there. But uh, you know it's it's certainly already something I'm excited about. One more question, we'll let you go, Coach. What is the what's the ceiling for Summy? He's my uh, favorite guy to watch because I I think he makes fewer pars than anybody I've ever seen. It's either it's a string of birdies and then a double and then another string of birdies and then a bogey. And I, I don't know what it is about his game that leads him to be like, he seems like he's electric. He's what's the ceiling for him? Well, he's, he's got a high ceiling. Uh, I mean, he's got a chance to go play, uh, you know, big time PGA tour type golf. Uh, you know, he hits it long enough. Iron plays very good. Short game needs, continual work you know like like all of us but um yeah yeah i mean you know we had our conversations this year about being freshman summy you know he he was a freshman in a lot of areas 
but he continually was getting better and thinking about things differently. Can't wait to see him uh, come back next year being just a, a different, more mature on the golf course type player with his game. Uh, so, but, but there's no doubt that, that he is going to be a, a leader for this golf team um, for, for years to come. What is that like? Is that that next step in becoming more mature? Is it thinking, positioning more when you're on the golf course? And, and yeah, what is that being, maturation process? It, it, yeah, being more in, in control of your game, um, knowing where you can be, where you can't be, and making sure that, uh, that, that you get there, you know. Um, he's still giving up too many shots around our short game area, you know, work and whatnot. So sometimes it's maybe taking on a little bit too too much risk and just taking your medicine and, and kind of moving on. So all of those things kind of combined up. And before you know it, that's why you might see a, 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 those dirty black boxes uh, with a six <laughs> <laughs> on golf stat. Yeah. But to your point, he can follow it up with, with four straight birdies and, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I actually walked with him the last probably twelve or thirteen holes in the third round. We're over on the front nine, and he was already a couple over par. And and before you know, it, you look up and he just you know played one of the best nine holes uh, all year long and, and made five birdies and you know looked like an all American. And uh, you know that's not everybody has that. So I'm really excited about you know what he's going to be able to do for us moving forward. And, uh, but to, to answer your original question, his ceiling is very high. Well, Coach, congratulations on another great year, and uh, thanks for hopping on with us. Look forward to uh, seeing your team in action again next season. Sounds good. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm with Kelly. I think we need to be talking about more about OU softball. Hey, no, you're right. Hey, do you want to plug your camps? Maybe they're all full, but you got some camps coming up, right? <laughs> I, got, uh, I do have camps coming up here uh, June 8th and 11th. We're we're pretty filled up. If anybody, you know, is, is looking for a spot, holler at me, and you know, we'll see if we can wiggle you in. But uh, um, yeah, we're we're on the recruiting trail and and camp time. And uh, before you know it, August is right around the corner. So our guys will be showing up. All right, we'll get back to talking softball. Thanks, coach. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. See you. There you go, Ryan Hibble. Um, good run, man. I was following golf stat is uh, kind of the last vestige, Tiege, of the way we used to follow sports a lot, which is just refresh, refresh, you know, not on TV, (laughs) right? Just keep refreshing uh, uh, the Rangers game, perhaps, or the Reds game, or an OU baseball or softball game. Uh, The next pitch was a strike. You can't see it. You just got to follow the computer. That The first three rounds of this thing, uh, and no TV, and so you just got to keep refreshing, and then, boom, a red box pops up, which means Goodman birdied the eighth, and you're like, yes, you know. So and then it's so frustrating when it won't refresh. Yes, Ben Ball three forever. <laughs> Is it raining there? What's going on? Uh, appreciate Coach hopping on with us. We'll take a break. Back in Charlottesville after this. This OU Coaches interview is brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Landers Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway and Landers CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. R.K. Blatt brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Office technology solutions for your business out there. They help us around here at the Ref Radio Sports Network. Copiers, fax, printer, scanner, document management. They network us up. Have a good day. 405-943-9800 Stephen or rkblatt.com. Is he the one that used to play this song? 
When he came in out of the bullpen? Oh. Was that Okert or somebody else? I don't remember, to be honest. Mm. Now that you say that, I remember someone playing it, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah. That's yeah. where I first heard that song. Somebody will remember. Somebody will remember. <clears throat> we never remember anything. Yep. Um, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet a text line. Go ahead. I think when we move to a 12-team playoff, the SEC will be punished for not playing nine conference games. Thinking about it. Um, I think if everybody else Punish how? We're nine. only letting six of you in out of the 12. We weren't putting seven, but you only played eight games. I mean, you know, in that, I think they're saying in that committee room, if they're saying these two teams are close, this team had to play nine conference games in the Big Ten, and this team only had to play eight, maybe it works against them. And I would agree to this extent. If every other P5 conference is playing nine conference games, it's a bad look if the SEC is only playing eight. Yeah, I mean, you would have to schedule strong non-con then if you're going yeah. to go that route. Um, you you would have to, to schedule a Michigan or a Oregon or a Oklahoma State or whoever it may be so that they can't say, well, they just fluffed up their schedule on those and we'll, get, we'll give this team the bid because they played nine conference games. So you would have to have a strong Power 5 non-conference game in there to outweigh that. So, traveling Did to you say Oklahoma State. Um, Bedlam is history. We all know that. It's I didn't mean that for OU. Because OU chose to follow Texas and the money to the SEC. I didn't mean it's that okay. for OU. I meant that so for now, perhaps an Auburn. We're having what I think are childish discussions, in my opinion, over something that's done. And I would like to like make this the last statement I have because I have no hard feelings. By the way, that was the same way Kirby Smart answered the eight or nine game question yesterday or the day before, whenever that was. And he goes, this is stupid. It's the dumbest topic in the world. All you guys just want something to write about. It's eight or nine games. We're still going to play our full schedule. Why don't you just shut up about it? I'm sick of hearing about it. I am so amused when it's usually coaches. But sometimes it's fans. But usually it's coaches say, oh, y'all just looking for something to write about. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's writers. the job. <laughs> That's like you showing up at a football game, at Kirby Smart, and running out there going, look at him. All he's wanting to do is coach football. Yeah, it's the job. We're writers. They're writers. They're looking for something to write about. Thank you, Kirby, for that tremendous insight there. <laughs> oh, y'all are all stupid. It's eight or nine. Who cares? Shut up. Look at you CPAs working on taxes. All you want to do is work on taxes. <laughs> Thanks, Kirby. Brilliant. Tra traveling to Germany here in a few hours and couldn't think of a better way to start the morning than listening to you two. Keep oh. up the great work, guys. Oh, I wish I knew some German. I would say something to him yeah. in German. Yeah. I wonder why he's going to – who is that? I wonder why they're Didn't going to Germany. It. Is that a vacay or are we – are we – uh? You know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, good do luck. Do you pick Safe Germany travels. for vacation? That's more we like work-related, right? We cheerleaders to the Czech Republic oh, this week. So. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I, I would like to see Germany. I think that would be cool. 
This texter says, I would prefer to see all conferences play nine conference football games. Agree. What is frustrating to see is that the SEC play their last cupcake non-conference games in late October, November. Guess Alabama doesn't want to look like they copy Kansas State's schedule. That's from Wildcat Chris. It has been confirmed from Chris Plank. It was Stephen Okert's walk-up song. And also, Chris Plank says he has never missed a Women's College World Series game. Well, thinking back on it, like I said, I think it was a regional or something. I don't know. No, no, no. You were in Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I looked it up. It was 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's before Chris then. 2014 OU Oregon Women's College World Series. It was was way before the renovations. Chris will remember this. There used to be a table in front of the press box where the radio would call from. And uh, I, that's where I was for that. So I don't know when the when they build actual radio booths uh, that he's in now. But no, no, no. It was definitely the Women's College World Series. But it was pre-Plank, which makes sense. It would have been – I mean, he would have had to be having surgery to miss a Women's College World Series game. You know what I mean? Like an emergency appendectomy yeah, right. or something like that. <laughs> For himself, not a family member. Not to even dismiss calling an OU game. 14 of the uh, World College uh, Series games, you know, Women's World College Series games. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ambassador. must have had to do the 10 o'clock news or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Ambassador is what this texter says. You were trying to uh, figure out the word for Mr. OU. He's an ambassador. Okay, I like that. But he's a hype man, too. Ambassador definitely works. Hype man, I, I, I would, I would, he's wearing a lot of hats. Literally, he's wearing a lot of hats. Oversized ones most of the time. Sean says that money for the Louisiana Purchase translates to $400 billion in today's money. Oh, my God. What a deal. <laughs> we robbed them blind. <laughs> <laughs> Three cents an acre. Uh, Louisiana oh, purchase was a steal. What are the chances all those states suck? <laughs> that was mean. Uh, the Virginia pitcher has to be related to the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. You savage? Yeah. It is a cool name. Trey, you savage. You savage. Camo Sooner says, did I hear a commercial yesterday with TJ saying he wears a Speedo? Just making sure I'm yes, not hearing please things. take it off the air. <laughs> oh, my God. You're killing us, dude. All, all these visual images of you. Um, coincidentally, they no, have sold out it. of season passes to all women. <laughs> women have flooded them, bought up all the season passes. The pool is packed with the ladies they, out looking for TJ listen. and his Speedo. People, they do not allow Speedos. As, is it Westwood? Is that what you're? Yes, yes. Yeah, there's children around, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I guarantee you write it on the script. the script. I'm going to read it. No, it was not in the script. You completely ad-libbed it was, it was. Here's, what, here's how it went down. Perry walked up and said, hey, need you to cut this spot for me. He hands me the script. And I read it. And I look at him, and he starts laughing. He goes, you can take out that first line. I just want to see your reaction. And I said, no, I'm going to leave it now. So I left it. 
So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm with you, listener. I get I, uh, nightmares over uh, the v- visual images. Toby and TJ, thoughts on the new air conditioning helmets for LSU? Does OU have them yet? That's from Bobby and BA. I just saw this early this morning, and I really don't know, like, details. Tell me about it. I don't know That's all I saw. Like, well, actually, I didn't see it. They mentioned it this morning, and then I saw a tweet on it. Uh, They mentioned it this morning, like, hey, how about LSU has air-conditioned helmets? And LeVar Arrington was like, never heard of this. And he was talking about how soft people were and stuff in today's world. So, And then I saw a tweet saying that I guess LSU said something yesterday about having air-conditioned helmets now, but I have no idea what that means. Man. So I haven't um, looked. In, I haven't looked into it, it yet. I haven't looked into it's, it yet. My initial reaction is that sounds like there's going to be a rash of head colds. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be playing in air conditioned helmets in 90 degree humid. <laughs> LSU receivers in are out there in uh, scarves. Yeah. Cold, coach. <laughs> uh, Brian Kelly, why'd you lose tonight? You know we were playing well. Midway through the third quarter, all the air conditioning went out of our helmets. <laughs> malfunction malfunction our, our AC units. Our guys just went downhill after that. I mean, they were hot, you know. We had a water leak so. from our AC unit, and it was dripping down in the receiver's eyes. He couldn't see the ball. That does seem like something that, like, USC would have, not LSU, right? <laughs> Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams has an air-conditioned helmet. What's the softest team you can think of out there? Uh, 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 USC now. Okay, other yeah. than them, oh, we've already mentioned them. What's like a like a team like North Carolina in their baby blue uniforms would have air conditioned <laughs> helmets, right? Like what? I, I I don't understand what that even means. Uh, like wouldn't that go. weigh on the helmet? Like wouldn't that make the helmet heavy if you've got some type of fan in there blowing on uh, you? I don't think they have miniature air conditioning units <laughs> on mean? top of the helmets. <laughs> Here we go. I get, I get details. Jason White's out there working on the middle of an OU game yeah. on somebody's helmet. Yeah. Uh, LSU will wear air-conditioned helmets for all practices and games in 2023, created by a Louisiana-based company called Tiger Air. The helmets will reportedly have a <clears throat> five-hour lifespan before needing to be charged. So if you can get them into overtime, Teach, you got a chance. Uh, let's see here. Uh, several Tigers players tried on helmets in a video that made rounds. Um, quote, I apologize. This is a quote, Mom, if you're listening. Okay, this is a quote. It feels hella good, actually. End quote. <laughs> That's defensive lineman Makai Wingo. Quote, that feels good, bro. Tight end Mac Markway exclaimed, If I'm running in this, I ain't sweating at all. It's like cold. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see how it works. <clears throat> That's all the deets I got on, on this article. I don't have the technology behind it. Oh, I don't know, man. If you're cool, the inner line. The rest of your body's warm. Aren't you asking for a sniffles? Yeah, so it cools your head. The inner lining cools the head and lasts for about five hours is what it's sounding like. All right. I don't know. Yeah, that seems weird. It seems like... Because like, as you get into a game, you want to warm up. You want your body warm, right? I mean, yeah, I know those body, September games... Your body games, is going to be warm. Your body is going to be yeah, sweating. I, I, yeah, I just... And your head is going to be, like... Cold. Yeah. Or cooled. That's just weird to me. 
I know, you know, around here, uh, around that area, you know, those are hot September games. I get that. But beyond that, why would you need them? You get past those first two weeks. Because it's the SEC, of, man. It just means it more. It just means more. Mm-hmm. I still like to think there's a little uh, actual square air conditioning unit on the top of their helmet <laughs> with a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, half time they have to replace the filters and all of they're them. They're all running over, sticking yeah. hoses to the top of their helmet, <laughs> recharging. And they come off the field. Dude, you got grass in your in your side panel. Ah, your, your blade's stuck up with some grass here. I see what's going on. Let <laughs> me <laughs> get that out of there for you. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's my new uh, Instagram addiction. I just watched about 30 of her videos since she sent it to me. (laughs) She's got 12,000 followers, and that's all she does. Nothing like tacos on a Monday. Nothing like it. That's it. That's every video. I've sent one to my family about every three days, and (laughs) my wife is like, stop, please stop. (laughs) nothing like a spaghetti dinner nothing like it (laughs) as i said she's creepy looking i've had a radio show for over 20 years i don't have twelve thousand followers yeah yeah this the simple things you post those speedo pictures it'll (laughs) rock it up real fast Oh man! Not what have we not like gotten? It. What have we not gotten to today, TJ? Um, I think we already knew this, but OU officially put out yesterday that they'll be playing North Carolina in basketball this year in that Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yes, December nineteenth. Um, so you got until December nineteenth to figure out who you're rooting for. I'll have in to that get game, me one TJ. of those stitched shirts down the middle or something. Jeez. Yep. yep. Odds to win the College World Series, I've got Oklahoma State at plus 4,500. So that means you bet 100, you win 4,500 on OSU. Uh, OU and ORU equal odds at plus 20,000. $100 will win you $20,000 for the Sooners or Golden Eagles to win the College World Series this year. Dylan Mitchell, Texas, has withdrawn from the NBA draft. He is headed back to Texas next year. I thought that was a bit ambitious. He averaged like four points a game. It was weird last year. They would start him. It's it's like they made him a promise he would start to get him there. He would start. He played till like the first media timeout, and then he would never go back in the rest of the game <laughs> <laughs> or hardly go back in. Um, um, your big giant uh, dude, uh, Zach, Purdue, Eady. Zach Eady, also. Eddie, yeah, he's going back. Seven foot four. You know, he was a projected second round pick. Yeah, that's why he decided Just to go back. Too big and slow, I guess. I mean, seven four with good offensive skills. I was surprised that he was projected that low. If he was back in the nineties. He would have been the number one overall pick, and there would be no yeah. question about it. Yeah. He has a little bit of a Rick Smith's feel to him, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. That that era. Uh, you're going to be seven foot these days. You better be able to shoot the three, and dribble it between your legs, and bring the ball up the court, and go one on one. And he's an old school seven footer, back to the basket guy. 
who can absolutely dominate in college, but I guess I guess the pros aren't uh, having it. The Cheez-It Bowl is no longer, TJ. Yeah, I was really sad over that news yesterday. I like Pop-Tarts, but I really liked that. We talked about it last year, like the, the marketing they did for it, the little Cheez-It section and stuff. They did a great job with it, so... The well, Pop Tart Bowl. I mean, I like you and Pop I have, Tarts. You and I have very different opinions on this. Uh, massive upgrade, in my opinion. Cheez Its give me a headache. Pop Tarts are one of the three greatest foods ever invented. <laughs> Do you I go toasted or straight out of the package? Um, it depends on how hungry I am. All right, I, it's all right. better toasted, but if I'm not patient enough, I'll just eat it the way it is. I haven't had a Pop-Tart in a long time, but the fact that we are one year, like we missed this by a year, angers me. We could have been eating our weight in Pop-Tarts, and we got bags of Cheez-Its instead. (laughs) We go uh, giant box uh, at the club we're a part of with Pop-Tarts. Yeah, Uh, That kid tears through a lot of them. I like Pop Tarts so much. I am kind of rooting for OU to go six and six again this year. TJ. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I, I'll buy you a <laughs> box of Pop Tarts to avoid that happening. I just want all the free Pop Tarts I can eat, TJ. So, I guess if things do go south this season, that is something to look forward to. How about that? I guess. I guess. What a name, though, for a bowl. The Pop Tarts Bowl. I mean, the Cheez-Its Bowl was a little screwy. The Pop-Tarts Bowl, it sounds like something your kid would be playing in, doesn't it? It does sound like a Little League championship game brought to you by Pop-Tarts. And the Women's College World Series starts today. My apologies to Kelly. It's been a few minutes since we've talked about it. 11 a.m., Tennessee and Alabama. Big-time SEC showdown there. Uh, Tennessee red hot. They just knocked out Texas. Sooners at 1.30 today against Stanford. It's going to be Jordy, right, Teach? It's going to be Jordy in the circle, isn't it? Or do you do you try to win with Nicole May today and save Jordy for Tennessee or Alabama? Perhaps we should ask the, ask the expert uh, next segment. What oh, what does he is. know? What would Chris know? <laughs> uh, 6 o'clock, OSU, Florida State. 8.30, Washington and Utah. Those are four really good matchups today. Uh, you've got a SEC battle at the beginning. You've got a Pac-12 battle at the end, and then you've got the two Oklahoma teams in the middle. So four fun games. That I predict a sold-out Hall of Fame stadium today. I saw our boy Travis is already out there this morning. Was that right? Yeah, he's he been walking put, around it. Maybe these. Uh, I didn't look at how long ago these pictures have been posted, but he's got a bunch of pictures out uh, at the softball stadium. It could be from yesterday, but yeah, he walked from Tulsa to Hall of Fame Stadium to uh, cover the Women's College World Series. Um, so that's good. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully we got TVs out at the baseball stadium Nothing today. Nothing so like can... a Women's College World Series on a Thursday. Nothing hopefully like it. Rain will stay away. Um, we can get them all four in today. All right, Chris is coming up next. Well, fill us in. Who's starting in the circle today? I bet he knows. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800.
or visit rkblack.com. All right, crossover time. Chris Plank, this is pretty much the only thing he's doing today. So hopefully he's going to expend all his energy in this segment of the show today. <laughs> Chris, good morning to you. Are you well rested? Yeah, yeah, we're good, man. Um, I got caught up in a in a whirlwind of uh, Stanford prep last night and learning a little bit more about them. So we're ready to go, properly rested, staying hydrated. It's going to be an interesting day here at Marita Hines North. And there's construction on I-35. Toby, why do we do this to people? Why do we do this to me? First of Where's all, it at? Uh, it's, well, they've got something going on at the exchange, what, 44 and 35, and it backs everything up. And so you enter into a work zone right about, I think it's like 134, actually 134. So give yourself a little time, maybe take that early exit. Right. You should be good here today. Brilliant. Okay, uh, thumbnail sketch of the matchup with Stanford. They're a hard team to figure out what their strength is beyond its pitching. I mean, they can flat out. Um, they're they're too deep. You know, I, I kind of talked a lot about Kennedy this week, but no, they're, they're they've got themselves a good staff now. You know, at times whenever they've stepped up in competition, um, they've struggled a little bit, but. You know, they, they're a versatile team, T-Row. They've won games one zip. They've won them, you know, 9-6. So, uh, they pitch it really well. It's a heck of a challenge for the Sooners. And the only weird thing is Stanford, you know, they'll have games where they have two or three home runs, but count by notes here, but it's all, they only have like 40 home runs on the season. So, they don't overly mash, but they're, um, they're a good enough offensive team for what they have pitching-wise. Jordy today? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, no, you know, it's, it, I'm not. Coach Castle makes fun of me because she has all my questions memorized that I asked her in the pregame show. And <laughs> so whenever I get to the last one, she goes, it's going to be Jordy. <laughs> Before I could even ask it, if you listen to the pregame. So, but th- there is this part of me, T-Row. There is this part of me that wouldn't be surprised to see Nicole May. Alex Duraco threw against them in February when they played, and we haven't seen either one of their pitchers. But uh, I'll go with my first guess. I'll go Jordy out uh, to start for the Sooners against probably uh, Kennedy, their freshman. And why do you say it wouldn't surprise you if we see Nicole May? Save Jordy for game two? I, I Well, I don't think there's any saving. I mean, Tennessee and Oklahoma played last year, and, Tennessee, you know, had some success against Jordy, and then she shut him down in the latter part of the game when she reentered. So, you know, Tennessee's familiar with Jordy, or and you know, I don't know if Jordy's ever faced Alabama. I'm just going ahead and moving on Tennessee, uh, but I don't think Patty thinks like that. I think I think like that, and fans think like that. Hey, maybe arrested Jordy for tomorrow, but I don't know. I just I I feel like that could be a good matchup for Oklahoma, but um, we'll see. We'll see what Coach Gasso decides. We'll find out here probably in a couple hours. Uh, predicted four winners today. Unless you can't uh, do that because of your other job. No, 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 no. Oh, come on, come on, T. Rose. Number one priority is the crossover. Okay, okay. that's what I thought. It's, I don't want to get you in trouble with uh, your other employers. So, no, 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 no. Your 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 number one priority. I would go. Um, I would go chalk early, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Um, I don't know what to think about Oklahoma State, Florida State. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's I've got that game. So I dug into it really deep last night, and I, I, 
I mean, this Oklahoma softball team, Oklahoma State softball team, had lost 11 of 13 down the stretch. And I just, did they magically fix some, figure something out? Is it now what's going to happen when you step up against that, you know, better competition that didn't fold like Oregon did? I mean, I just, and then Florida State, you know, it took a perfect game from Cat Sandercock to even get to me. So um, I'm having a hard time on that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Oklahoma State. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Uh, and then I think OSU is going to play Utah tomorrow night. I think Utah might get Washington. Though I did – you want to hear a wild story from our meetings yeah. yesterday? So, and, and, and I, you know, you're learning so much about all the different stars for all of these teams. And Washington's freshman pitcher, t she's from Nebraska. And her dad and grandfather were college football players at the University of Nebraska. And her grandfather was an All-American who I think won national championships. I never caught his name because they just told me the story. Um, He lost his life in a plane crash during an air show that he was flying in. Because our producer was like, I was about ready to ask her about, hey, well, you know, is your grandfather, is your dad going to be here? She never even met him. And it was just one of those stories where you're like, holy smokes, like the different kind of family events that take place for all these players here is so unique. But, you know, here's a player who had, you know, All-American pedigree, and her, 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 her dad was an All-American. She ends up in Washington and is one of the best freshman pitchers in the country. And she has this wild story about how she never met her grandpa because of an air show crash whenever he had taken on a flight. So just crazy. DJ with you for the whole tournament? She is with me for the whole tournament. So – uh, you'll have DJ Sanchez in the booth, and of course, she was just brilliant. She was just brilliant on the broadcast. So if you're not, if you can't stand me, DJ is incredible. She'll make it worth your while. She is awesome uh, analyzing this breakdown. Hey, nobody can't stand you playing one fifteen pregame. Is that right? Am I right about that? One fifteen pregame, regardless if we have a time shift or weather issues, we'll catch you up then. But big day, man! It's going to be a can't wait. Be a fun day for softball. I hope everybody gets to take it in. I'm going to have my headsets in listening to every pitch today, bud. Have fun. All right, buddy. You guys, too. Have a great day. Can't wait. All right, stick stick around. At Plank Show coming up next. We got softball all day at OKC today. Um, I'll be back with you tomorrow morning here in Charlottesville. Thanks to Ryan Hibble for joining us today. Have a great Thursday, everybody.